0: This episode of The Beer Brawl is presented with no commercial interruption by simplybeer.com. Every day, baby, when the sun go down, I get with my friends and I begin to clown. I don't care what the people are thinking.
1: I ain't drunk. I'm just drinking. Oh, man, you know I ain't high. But you're so
0: high. Just take a little bit every now and then.
1: Ashamed,
0: you're oh, come on, I
2: know you're like- Welcome to another beer brawl. This is Peter Kennedy, simplybeer.com. Tonight we're recording at a Monte Vino in Montclair, New Jersey. Tonight we have tonight we have uh, Travis Gloss from Amante Vino and uh, Mark Jackson is laughing his ass off already. No, no, <laughs> what are
0: people from Belgium called again?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I think we have done to that joke. Okay. okay. All right, so tonight is our 20th podcast. Uh, that's why we're, we're doing it here at Amante Vino. We're gonna be doing barley wines. I figure, kind of a anniversary for us, so let's do some big beers, and that's what we got. So tonight we're gonna be sampling a 2009 Bigfoot Barley Wine from Sierra Nevada. I snuck in here, my second choice is uh, my own home-brewed Simply Beer Barley Wine, which actually is a Bigfoot clone. Which I bottled in 2007, so it's probably peaking out at its time right now. Then we have a 2007 Leap barley wine, uh, and that one's been aged on oak. And the Stone Old Guardian, and then the uh, 2007 Rogue Old Crustacean, which I think I believe they've actually taken out of production. I'm not sure if they're actually making that anymore. Really? And then the last one, finishing up the night, is a kind of an interesting one. At least reading the label, it's the uh, Weyerbacher 12, which is actually half rye. So, it's, uh, some interesting beers to say the least. Barley wine is not wine. In fact, it is about as beer as beer can get. This is a very big, strong beer. And these are all American barley wine, so they're gonna have big hop. Presence as well, or at least they, they should. Some of them have done a little bit like the Sholaffli. We said they aged on oak. Um, it's not typical, but it's not out of the uh, stretch of the style of beer. So, can I ask a question? Shoot away. Just curious.
1: Why didn't you include any uh, English styles? Did you not have them, or did you just? I not? actually
2: did, and you wanted um, to keep it all New World. Not necessarily New World, but I wanted to kind of stick to the style. Okay. Because if we start. One of the, the ideas that I had around the beer brawls was to compare a specific style of beer or a or classification or something that had a similar about all the beers. Mm-hmm. When you start mixing English and American, my palate tends to favor more of the hoppy beers. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to tend to gravitate towards those. Where the English ones malty. are not as hopped, mm-hmm. they're more malty. If I'm going to do all barley wines, English style barley wines, I want to do all the same same version i did have the uh weyerbacher insanity mm-hmm. which is an english barley wine uh, but it just so happened that everything i had in my beer cellar was american barley wine so cool. that's what we have tonight
1: and then one, one other thing i want to tell you just in a brief little research prior to doing this what i read that the reason they call it barley wine is because the alcohol content is as strong as wine and then also it's ageable so it you know it can be cellared just like wine too so that's probably probably part of
2: the story as well. Yeah. We, we talk about cellaring and, and aging, somehow I ended up with a short end of the stick I here. <laughs> I don't know. I was watching, <laughs> being generous. <laughs> watching you
0: pour, and I said, oh, okay. Um, I'm not saying anything. The, the, the Bigfoot here. <laughs> generous it's, it's
2: to a, his host and it's guests. It's a little 12-ounce bottle, so um, I, you know, Travis and Mark get a little bit more than I did, but, uh, you know, as Travis said, I'm generous host. Hmm. So, yeah, we, we talk about cellaring, yep. that's how some beers can be cellared, just because they're big, heavy beers does not necessarily mean they should be cellared. Um, when you're talking about beers that are spiced, and that is their dominant profile, flavor mm-hmm. profile, I, I would not recommend cellaring those types of beers, uh, mm-hmm. like Imperial IPAs. Yep. I mean, that's why you're getting them, it's the huge hops, but hops. kind of dissipates over time. and. Mm-hmm. The one of the reasons why these can seller so long is they, the hops are a preservative, but they tend to lose their flavor. And with these mm. beers, that malt characteristic is really what you want, not necessarily the big huge hop. So this, you know, we're drinking the 2009 uh, Bigfoot barley wine. Uh, I'm hoping this is not going to be too new of a beer, but it does have some legs, more like wine. We talk about lacing a lot. Mm-hmm. This beer actually has more legs than necessarily lacing. Uh, you can see it's, it's kind of viscous.
1: Yeah, oh, without a doubt.
2: You know, a nice golden uh, rubyish color. And what is the percentage alcohol? This one here is nine and a half. Nine and a half. So this comes from uh, Chico, California. It's 9.6 uh, percent. They've been doing it for a while and it kind of has become the standard, I guess, or, or what a lot of people, especially homebrewers, clone um, because it's been around for, for so long. Mm. So you can definitely have has a strong hop nose, as well being very malty. Definitely noticeable hops. Very not- and right away you can tell it's a, it's a very strong beer. Yeah. It, can, it can actually get a, a smell of the alcohol. And I think I might be right, this might be a little bit green. Oh. You know, I, I think it has, it has a strong bitterness to it, which is what the style of beer should have. But it shouldn't go into a burnt flavor. That's unacceptable. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of a, a bordering taste characteristic, especially with some of the dark
1: grains and, and a lot of the hops you're using. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this. I mean, the the nose is definitely uh, you know hop character to it, and it definitely dominates the malt character. So, is it in terms
0: of let's say we're comparing these, and I notice we're talking about beers that are a couple years old, 2007 at least the t- three. Um, is it fair? Is it fair to compare this if, if it's kind of, as you're referring to, it, green?
1: What? You, what is that in reference to the green?
2: Green. It's young. It's young. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that, that's kind of what I mean. The, yeah, the hops I know, I are think, are really standing out. They're, they're not. The, the tastes haven't blended together, mm-hmm. and I, I think we'll see that when we try some of the other ones. So uh, that some of the flavors really start blending together, and sometimes I like
0: reserve rating. Yeah. If I the, think I'm gonna have to think on the, this If I think one the beer well. is not the right temperature, and or or in this case, I think if it's if it's you know if it's uh, popped a little bit too early.
2: I think and this uh, is a good temperature on this beer. Yeah. Oh, the temperature the, these, I, yeah. these, these beers, you know, you, you don't want cold, mm-hmm. but you don't really want them warm either. They they are still fairly thin.
1: Six, 65 degrees, give or take. I, don't
2: know. I, I almost go a little bit lower, 55. Yeah, 55 uh, I drink my stouts at 60, just yeah. slightly chilled. I, I chill these ones a little bit more.
1: It's more or less cellar temperature.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think that's, except for maybe the stone, which we just pulled out of the
1: fridge, I think these are pretty mm-hmm. close too. So I get on the palate, I get uh, the malt character is definitely more no- noticeable. I mean, you still get a hot bittering, but it's definitely got a sweet kind of malty a little bit of caramel yeah caramel toffee
2: but the, the thing that i'm noticing on the on the flavors is that the Finish. tastes aren't aren't blending together they, they're kind mm. of really segregated in yep. a way that's my problem. Um, and, yep. and that's kind of why i'm saying that maybe it needs a little bit more cellaring yep. for this particular beer uh, when i put it on the list i actually thought it was a 2008 Um, But I realized it was 2009.
0: So, is this like reviewing beta software before its time, so (laughs) to speak? I mean, uh,
2: almost, but I mean, if you want to do like vertical tastings, um, you can, or in a way, you can taste this one now. You get a six pack of this, say, taste one now, taste one in six months, another one in six months after that. And you'll really see a huge difference in the way that the flavor changes and develops. Um, I, I'll be able to notice it with my beer mm-hmm. because I've been drinking it now for um, 18 months. Mm-hmm. If, if you leave
0: this out, let's say for 15 or 20 minutes, would it tend to aerate and dissipate some of the... Or would the flavor get a little bit more mellow? No, I, I gonna
2: think you're just going to lose no, some of the, the that carbonation happen. and okay. that, that gives it the... Like, kind of cleansing mouthfeel to it. Mm-hmm. You aerate wine, I guess. I mean, you're a yeah, right. wine Somalia, I mean, you, you know a lot more about the wines than we than mm-hmm. do. But uh, with beers, I would not let them sit out, you know, and just
1: collect air. It's going to yeah. ruin yeah, really some not. of the flavors I mean, as well as it oxidizes. So. Yeah, without a doubt. And what you said, your point about carbonation is definitely true. The carbonation acts as a uh, palate cleanser, it picks mm-hmm. up all the malt and, you know, kind of acts what acidity does with wine cleanses your palate. Same Mm -hmm. thing with carbonation and beer. It kind of pulls off those malty (laughs) characters. What you said also about, I wanted to comment on the beer being disjointed. What I noticed is that you get a lot more of the sweet malt character up front of the palate and then it finishes bitter with the hops. Like right now in my palate, they get a very bitter kind of hoppy character. Right. And And
2: and that's a good good flavor in these styles of beer.
1: mm
2: -hmm. I was just looking for a Bit more of a transition from one flavor to the next, Mm -hmm. and that's what I felt was missing with this. Well, I like the flavors individually; the collective, um, as the word is drinkability, of it is a bit disjointed.
0: It smells different than it tastes. Interestingly enough, I mean. Right, and those are the hops that
2: that you're smelling. Mm -hmm. Because this, I do believe they do dry hop the Bigfoot. They. uh, they dry-hop it with um, Cascade, Sentinel, and Chinook hops. So I mean, those are some pretty aromatic hops. Which is it, it, kind of a nice, nice aroma, which will go away. Not really understanding the dry-hopping of beers like this that you're going to mm-hmm. age. So next up is my homebrewed version of the uh, Bigfoot Barley this, wine.
0: So this, you said this is a clone?
2: This is a clone. So basically somebody tried to dissect the characteristics of this beer and made a recipe that simulated. This should this. be
0: very interesting. It, it should be interesting to see how this how this mellowed. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. You know this this beer is like I said it's just about two years old. And is and that I've is that
0: because I noticed you have th- three that are you know, 2007 the stone the stone and the the fire. Right. The
2: stone, stone they don't um, indicate whether or not the the year of bottling. Um, so, so is that what we're looking it. at here? By eighteen to twenty-four months, generally speaking, when, from when it's bottled to when you were drinking—is that? No, there's no set standard. I, I mean, we're about. drinking this Bigfoot one. It was probably bottled six months ago. Yeah, well, that's you know?
0: that's what I'm asking. So, it. but
2: it is a little uh, new and so forth. And I want you guys to be perfectly honest. Don't hold back on my beer. Well, I, I appreciate criticism. As I,
0: as I mentioned, Travis, uh, the average person, you know, if they see a date on something. It, the, the sometimes the inference is well the older the better, mm-hmm. you know. So oh, it's the only reason I was bringing it up about uh, two thousand seven nine, so if someone were looking
2: and they see a two thousand nine and mm-hmm. two thousand seven, mm-hmm. you know what guides their decision. So. oh, you're also gonna probably gonna have a huge price difference yep. between the two as well. To to have that stuff sitting in a warehouse or in a cellar, there there are some places, some bars you can go, especially in New York City and some of the big cities around the country where. You know, beer bars do have vertical mm-hmm. samplings of different age, ages of beer. Yeah,
1: but I would say for the most part, as far as retailers, I mean, finding older vintage beers and verticals is definitely the exception rather than the norm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, which it's a shame, and I think, you know, me being a retailer of beer it's something that I've always been interested in. It's just convincing the powers that be that, you know, we got to sit on X amount of cases of this beer, that beer, and this beer, and, right. uh, and stockpile it. Yeah. But, I mean, I think... And you know, like you said, with restaurants and, you know, these restaurants such as Gramerci Tavern with Garrett Oliver's, you know, uh, Direction, they've stockpiled a bunch of vertical beers. Including,
2: and, I think, um, 10 years of the Bigfoot yeah, Barley wine. which is awesome. So this one here, this one is my beer. It's unfiltered. Uh, so you can see it's it's not clean and clear clarity is, is, is kind of muddy yeah much different beer. than the last one uh, but, but it's it's typical of uh, unfiltered especially homebrewed beer It does have a pretty substantial head on it for being two years old and being able to retain this much head I think it's pretty good and yeah, a I don't bit remember a uh,
0: touch of uh, chocolate be like a yeah a little bit of chocolate to it. yeah
2: it is much darker um, there was some uh, some dark malts used in making this beer. Just, just in, in aroma alone, is completely
1: different than the last one.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, it did start off. I didn't, it's not dry hop, so, but it is very malty and caramelly. Yeah, on, on the, on the nose. Without a doubt,
1: way more malty and character on the nose than the last one.
2: Right, and and you can see the as you swirl it, it's it's got more lacing than necessarily viscosity of the last beer. And also has a thicker head. Yeah, really foamy.
0: To my taste. Quote unquote, it's it's better tasting than the last one.
2: Right, this one is is very malty, with yeah. a slight chocolate mm-hmm. taste to it, mm-hmm. and it and it does finish bitter.
0: N- not as bitter as the last one.
2: No, but it's gonna build. This
0: bitterness will. Uh, hey, listen, you are the indeed the creator and originator of Simply Beer, so you're allowed to slip one in every once in a while. I, I suppose. do.
2: Yeah, we, we did put we put one in where we did the Scotch ales too, which yeah. didn't hold up so well. <laughs> against the commercial ones. But, so what are your uh, thoughts on this, Travis?
1: Um, I'll give it a you know, deep brown, more amber color, with a uh, thick, thicker head, quarter-inch head about, give or take. On the nose, is definitely malt notes are more dominant, with caramel, toffee, slight citrus hot notes. Palette, you definitely get that chocolate, toffee, more roasted malt character. And you also get a, a, like, almost like a nutty character that I think is probably a product of the age. The carbonation. Yeah, it's, is, I think it's starting to oxidize. Yeah, a and right. that's. I, I like it. I like it a lot. I think carbonation is well right. integrated, and it's really clean on the finish. The, uh, um, I mean, I, I have no vested interest in giving you, you know, props on this <laughs> beer, but I think it's a very well made beer, and um, it's delicious.
2: I have. I have the um, one of the things I do when we, we review is I print out the uh, BJCP guidelines of what beer should be. And yeah. Oxidation in a barley wine is acceptable. Oh, um, without a doubt. I, I, I um,
1: personally appreciate that kind of. I mean, the chocolate is very dominant on this. Yeah, model. it is. And, and it, it is might delicious. be a little
2: bit more aggressive on the chocolate side than more than probably more the commercial mm-hmm. ones like tend to though. be. I like it, I'm I am I'm very proud of this beer, which is why I put it in
1: there. Not afraid As to you should be. let the criticism rain. So how would you rain. say this has developed in the last two years?
2: It's really smoothed out. The chocolate has become more predominant. Mm-hmm. Um, the hops have gone away. Um, the alcohol has... It's not as harsh in here. It used to to be really dominant, mm-hmm. uh, of especially in the aroma too, and that's kind of it seems to have mellowed out, and and the bitterness is, it really hasn't changed that much. Mm-hmm. It, it's still that long building bitterness, which I just think has been there since the start. Yeah. I give this one a hundred.
0: <laughs> I, I was gonna give it a hundred and five. I don't know, you know. No. I mean, I'm making a note to myself that it seems like it needs a little something, but I can't quite figure out what the little something is. A small, just a maybe like a touch of sweetness, a very, very slight sweetness. I get, I get a lot That's of sweetness the only way I can describe it. Just something little.
1: I don't know. I get more. I get more. There's more sweetness on this one than the one prior. Oh, absolutely. Yeah,
0: absolutely. That
1: does, that does yeah, happen. I wish I was at that event. That would have be been fun.
0: Well, that's why we started. To, initially, we. How many did we go before we didn't? before we instituted the uh, the piece of paper with all the that we can make notes on.
2: Oh, we must have been I don't think we did it until probably our 14th podcast we yeah. actually started yeah. writing yeah. things down. down.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because Part that's of what, wine what 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 was it again? Yeah. <laughs> As we've been doing the podcast, we know I mean certain certain um, brewers stand out consistently with the great product. Mm-hmm. So I think what we're, what we're finding fairly often is like if someone is going into a, a store to buy something, we're rec- kind of getting the sense that certain breweries are good good bets.
1: Yep. Yeah.
2: And, and some are completely hit or miss. Yeah. I
0: Which I up. won't go back to that Japanese one. <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> Alright, yeah. I
1: mean,
2: so here we have uh, our next one up. This is the Shalafli, uh Reserve. Uh, this is a barrel-aged... Uh, Barley Wine, 2007 vintage. This comes out of um, St. Louis, Missouri. And this is the, uh, I think the second Chalafeli beer we've had, we did their uh, uh, Oak Aged Imperial Stout, which was pretty good.
0: Yeah, it was we did so, a pretty
2: good rating on that one. Yep, this one here weighs in at a hefty 10.2%. This is, we uh, went down a step in color here. This is a, lighter. also a really an amber, Slightly orangey, beer. Little, little. You you see a little. I wouldn't say it's cloudiness
0: exactly, but the first one that we had was very clear.
2: It's got, it's got a slight haze. I don't, I don't think this is filtered much. um, But the process of going through the different fermenters and aging in oak, and then going back into blending and then bottling, the whole process really naturally clears up beer. And this one has the
1: thinnest head at its far as all. Well. Yeah, it's dissipating
2: so really quickly. Yep. Uh, but it does have um, it does legs, like yeah. we, we talked about the first time. Mm-hmm. You, know, doubt. you know, it's a high alcohol content. But That's you know disgusting. what, a, a, a head retention in barley wines is not really considered to be a fault. Okay, um, It's a high alcohol beer. Mm-hmm. Head retention and high alcohol beers tend not to... Um, Correspond. Cor- yeah, or marry together very well. And especially the longer they age, the less head retention they mm-hmm. will have. So this is a 2007, um, you know, mine might have just been over carbonated originally, and so now it has a good, It still has a good head retention, so that might have made up for the difference that we saw. But this one you can definitely get the, the bourbon oak aroma, it really stands out as to me as a dominant dominant flavor, vanilla and coconut, Without, yep. really right. nice, The really vanilla nice aroma.
0: Vanilla, That's not, when I said sweetness, I think I meant more like <clears throat> a vanilla.
2: Yeah, like a that, spice? Well, you
0: can taste it in here much more. Well, if I had that. any
2: oak barrels to age my beer in, I, I would do what it do for you sure. Do? What do you do there with all your time? <laughs> <laughs> this is very nice, I like this. Yeah, the oak and vanilla really stand out. And it
0: has a nice balance to it, I think, too. It's, uh, not overly
2: anything. That's very nice, <laughs> I, At least once a, a podcast, I get beer on my I nose. I wish we were doing a video cast. I could have seen the beer on Peter's nose. Yeah, right? there you go. We're not doing video. If it had been video, it would have been much more careful. Would have dressed nicer, too. Mm-hmm. I like this. This is good. Face for radio. <laughs> this appeals to me. You got it. It is. It's nice. Very sweet. It is very sweet. Mm-hmm. That vanilla aroma really translates into the flavor that, that. of this beer as well which we, we talk especially mark talks a lot about um, drink anticipation mm-hmm. so we smell it you know we're kind of setting ourselves up for what we're gonna drink I think that the, the, the <laughs> aroma the bouquet mm-hmm. it, it entices you it, it it draws you in to drink oh, that, that and, and when they, when infamous. they match up it, it's really yeah, it, right. it's it's nice so yep. you smell the vanilla and the oak and so you're expecting some of that in the flavor as well, and when it's not there, you're like, oh, okay. And when you have no aroma, some beers that we've had have about no aroma, and so you don't quite know what you're gonna get yeah. as far as the taste.
1: Yeah, well, when you're tasting, you're essentially smelling, you know, it's your, you know, if your smell is, the, you know, you should be able to know exactly what the beer is ta- gonna taste yeah. like when you smell it. And when you don't, that's when you know the beer is yeah. disjointed or. This one also has um, some sort of fruit, like an
2: apricot kind of yep. taste to it. Mm. i sometimes
0: refer to the sex appeal of a particular beer. I, I okay. think this has sex appeal. Mm-hmm. I think, um, not to get in trouble with the, 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 the ladies listening in on the podcast, but I, you know, I think this is a, a drink that both men and women can enjoy very, very much.
2: Whatever that means. <laughs> didn't get Terry you, going. You again. know what <laughs> I mean. Terry, if you're listening, you know what I mean. <laughs> We did um, a podcast a couple weeks ago with uh, a woman from uh, New Jersey Newsroom. Okay. And uh, so she and she and Mark had a, a lively Live. discussion. And I forget which
0: beer it was already, but it uh, was a great one. Uh,
2: what, do you recall uh, which one it I said? It was the, a, a, definitely was a, get you laid, but. Oh yeah, it was the uh, Shahati. <laughs> yeah. Dogfish. Yeah, it's a great beer. It is. That's beer. one I would not sell her. Yeah. You know, no, no. even though it's 10 percent alcohol, yeah. a big beer. Drink that one right away because those cardamom and yeah. all the, those strong spices in there that clove and ginger, they'll, they'll tend to go away. Have you,
1: you've, you've taken like spice beers and aged them and you've noticed that with your experience?
2: Um, no, but I, I've, well, yeah, holiday ales. Okay. Good, good example, yeah, holiday ale. Yeah. You know, holiday ales brewed usually in the spring to be ready for Christmas time. Yeah. Right? So, six, eight months, peak. Yeah. You know? Drink it the following year, it it. all those flavors are, are now subtle flavors. Um, it might be a little bit different for other beers, but mm-hmm. you know, when that's your dominant flavor. Peter mentioned I like reading the labels. Yep. Yeah. Oh we haven't if, done if, any of them tonight. I know. Oh here we go. <laughs> and,
0: and if they say on the label that they're going to do something and they do it, to me that's that's great. Yeah. It's when they don't do it that is very disappointing.
2: Well, we've had a lot of those, a, we've lot, had of a lot of disappointments. Good. I think this stone is warmed up enough to. Well,
0: the try labels it. are the labels are nothing much uh, to talk about. Uh, yeah, let's talk about the Simply Beer label. The Simply Beer,
2: beautiful, <laughs> beautiful label. Uh, golden
0: brown. I mean, a dark brown, chocolatey brown. But uh,
2: the,
0: uh, let's, well, let's let's look at them real quick. I mean, it, it doesn't hurt to just talk about them briefly. Uh, Fastly, colorful. Yeah, I mean, Sierra, Sierra Nevada, Nevada. is a typical Sierra Nevada label. You know, with the mountains in the background. Doesn't talk about the beer at all. There's no nothing on here that talks about. They the never talk kind of metals about any of or their beers. Any anything they've gotten. It says nothing about the beer. So if you're going to read the label, it tells you nothing. Uh, the Schlafly uh, Reserve Ale, aged on oak. Uh, it's a nice little etched sort of uh, mm-hmm. of a bottle, um, aged in oak, adding a nutty flavor mostly. So it tells you a little bit about it. Uh, 2007 vintage will age well for several years, but is ready to drink now. That no, what, that, that they, they
2: say that nutty flavor and there was such a, a minor detail in this That's beer. Yep. I got I more mean,
1: nutty characters than yours. It yes, wasn't, I
2: would agree. you know, I, I caught some of the fruit aromas before, mm-hmm. the, the nuttiness, or not yep. aromas, but fruit flavors stone out of yeah, this beer than, than necessarily the, the nuttiness and so, yeah, they highlight know, it so in the label.
1: They have like a raisin kind of dried, like prune, dried apricot kind of stone fruit kind of character to yeah. it.
0: Maybe the feeling is here that if you're buying a, buying a barley wine, uh, then you kind of know what a barley wine is and well, the nice, how much they have I, to I talk really, about it. But I, I really know.
2: enjoy the packaging of the Chalafeli because what we're drinking now is not how I came. Mm-hmm. It actually comes in a box, like a scotch.
1: Really? Cool. So
2: it, it's in like the um, same size as the bottle.
1: Now it has some validity, what um, are, do you have any idea what the approximate retail prices of these beers are? Um, because that could give you some. Oh, we talk about that yeah. fairly yeah. often. Yeah, sure. and that gives you, you know, some comparison as far, you know, if this is coming in a wood bo- wood box, and it's retailing for nineteen ninety nine, yeah, and you can so, buy this as a single for yes. a dollar ninety nine. This was
2: this was a single. Um, I actually bought this at a bar. Okay, so it was a little bit more expensive. I think it was probably two and a half three dollars. Yeah. Um, because it's at a bar. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but when you can buy beer like this at a bar, you're at a good bar. <laughs> you're in New Jersey. <laughs> um, the Chalafelis was fourteen ninety nine. Yep. 99 um, My home-brewed beer was free for you guys. But yep. <laughs> um, I think to, to make, uh, it was probably about 28 or so bombers was um, about $30. So it comes out to about about a dollar a bomber so yeah. so it's pretty cheap it read for <laughs> 239 dollars two, yeah. bucks um, and i don't recall the rest of them so mm-hmm. as i've had i've had these for a long time but it is that's there, a good point travis yeah. cuz we we do talk about it yeah and, it.
1: stone the old guardian retails uh here at, for i think 699 or 799 uh so that's that's what that guy does.
2: And, and I've bought these beers over time, and you know, mm-hmm. especially the pricing Rogue is and the classically, You know,
1: since the last two years. Yeah. So,
2: all right, I think we're on to our next one here, which is the Stone Old Guardian. I'll let Mark talk about the bottle. Stone always has pretty good bottles. Yes. I always particularly like. The I hope way that's they not eat. the font on the back of the bottle yeah. because it looks like it's about. Yeah. A
0: point 0.2 yeah. font.
2: <laughs> I, I, I love the way Stone insults the drinker yep.
1: on all their labels. Like, you're not worthy to yeah. drink our beer. If but... you don't like this beer, you probably don't understand it. That's <laughs> yeah, a great it one. It could be. No, I think <laughs> they say that in all their beers. What is that, ten, 10 and a half? Ten and three? Uh This one here is
2: uh 11.3. <laughs> wow. So, Big boy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think this is going to be our second biggest one tonight. There's one a, that's uh, 11 and a half.
0: Quite an orangier
2: color to mm-hmm. it. I'm yeah. A and it uh, definitely looks like an unfiltered beer. You see, it's really hazy, so. but uh, it kind of lends to a nice color though, the haze in there. You know, I for me, it doesn't matter. Haze is not an issue for me. I don't mind haze, although I like my IPAs and pale elves, to be clear, but you know, it's really not a big deal. Very um, hoppy. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of citrus um, hops in this. Let me pull out my uh, my notes on the Stonewall Guardian here. They, of course, don't release the hops they use. Mm-hmm. It's uh, all proprietary, I guess. So they, they call this a bold barley wine, massive malt character, and a near critical level of hops. Mm. I, they don't list the IBUs on this one, but. I imagine it's pretty significant, especially from the aroma. I mean, you can really, you can really smell the hops and the malt, too. I mean, it, they, they're kind of fairly well balanced
1: out in the aroma. Yep, yeah, I was just saying that balance between the malt and the hop character. I would say the hops might dominate a little bit more of that citrus yeah. kind of floral hop, but yeah. you could definitely, See, the this, malts are definitely present.
0: This seems to me to harken back to the Bigfoot in the sensibility of it, but it's a much better tasting beer. I, well, I, haven't, got, I haven't gotten to the taste yet. I, no, I've tasted it. It, it, it seems much more uh, yeah. much more. But balanced. this one, I think,
2: is the fastest dissipating head yet out of any of the yeah, beers. Yeah, mine's, mine's gone. I, I think it, I really, I, I still haven't tried it yet. And <laughs> this is, uh, I've just been smelling it. and it, The smell is just really... Complex nose. I, I, I like it, but then again, like I said earlier, I tend to gravitate towards hops. hops. <laughs> you know? I, I love that citrus floral bouquet in, in a lot of IPAs and so forth and this just really reminds me of this one here the alcohol is really dominant in the flavor. It's uh, this is the first beer I think we've had that actually has heat to it. Mm. It's got a, a strong bitterness. Very full-bodied. It still might be a little cold for my taste. Yep, I was going well. touch. Yeah. A touch. It is in the full it's touch. So we're losing a little bit of the malt mm-hmm. characteristics. Um, we, we talked about this before on serving temperatures of beer and what you get at different temperatures. When your beer is too cold, you're going to lose malt characteristics. You're going to cover up chocolatey aromas, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, chocolatey flavors. Yeah, I don't don't think uh, slightly warmer would would hurt at all. I'll try cupping my glass here a little bit. Mm. What are your takes on that, the taste of this one, Travis?
1: It's um uh, my on the palate I said full body, it's very hoppy, the but it has a really big malt backbone as well. Um bitter finish. Very bitter finish. Heat from the alcohol is definitely present. I think this beer, given maybe another year, would definitely yeah. I think I would enjoy this beer personally, more with a little bit of age like that the hops and the malts combined. I mean I think it's well integrated, but it's definitely
2: yeah, I think you'll you'll lose some of that heat mm-hmm. from the uh, from the alcohol in, a, in aging it a little bit more.
1: I mean, so far what I've noticed is that my palate prefers the more the older beers, like the Simply Beer and the how do you say it? Sholafly. Sholafily. Those two with age, they kind of a little are more mellow. They're not as aggressive, and I I kind of tend to gravitate towards those. Mm where the Bigfoot and the Stone are still very young, they're very aggressive, they're very happy, they're bitter, the and I know. think they...
2: Yeah, I, I think, I have a Stone at home, and I, it's probably probably six or eight months older than that, because I've yeah. had it in my cellar now for probably eight months. Yep. Well, it's
0: a limited early 2009 release,
2: actually. Oh, it, it did give you a year on there.
0: Yes, yep. it does. Well, it says limited early 2009 release.
2: Mm-hmm. It did give a Ru- year re- on there. Release, but was, <laughs> <laughs> who knows when it was brewed, you know? But probably
0: late late fall. Let's see what we have, an old old guardian, which looks like a sort of incubus type of character here. Uh, a A nice kind of red and silver sort of label etched onto the glass, very pleasant looking. I'm not going to attempt to read the print on the back, it's impossibly small. And it's it's very warm. Well, it doesn't look like they they really talk about the beer that much, Uh, uh, actually, on the label. It seems like they talk about a lot of other things. But one of them uh, stating that in 2009, Stone Brewing will have the distinction of being the largest American-owned brewery in the southwestern United States. That's what they do say here.
2: Yes, I believe Stone is somewhere around San Diego.
1: Yep, it is yes, San Diego County? Yeah. Is that South? They are uh, well, South. Yes, that would be South California.
0: The two of you, Travis and Peter, is this what we can consider in the early twenty-first century, like a really a golden age of, of, of beer? Because it seems I, I think, like I think we're,
2: we're we're stepping into that. Yeah. You know, where where everything is grand and, and mm-hmm. big and colorful and, you know, but then, you know what? Before Prohibition, we were there yeah, too. Were, yeah. I mean, after Prohibition, the taxes on beer were so extensive. That's why these Amheuser-Busch, all these companies that were making beer were trying to supplement um, with other things that were less costly because Price. they could sell it. You know, people were starved for years with no beer, Mm. and so all of a sudden, crap beer, it's beer, it tastes good, and Mm. it got, it stuck, and I mean, I'm not sure if you heard Garrett Oliver talk about that before, but, I mean, he he has a a really eloquent uh, kind of sermon, I guess, I think is a good word to describe it, about how prohibition really destroyed American beer, Craft beer, yeah. Okay, so we're up two now. There's anybody uh, you know around here that wants to?
1: Thad, you want to taste? Yeah, let's Grab a glass. Come taste some of them. My colleague Thad Kuecki is going to join us for some of these fine beers that Peter from Simply Beer provided with us. So uh, this one here is uh, no beer goes to waste.
2: Yes, <laughs> the the Rogue Old Crustacean two thousand and seven barley wine, and. I particularly like the packaging on this one. That's the first thing I to address. It's a ceramic bottle with a. uh, It's capped, but it has a cork top. So if you didn't finish it, you can um, cork it and finish it, you know, within the next day or so. You know, it's just like getting a growler at at the bar, you know. As long as you drink it within the next couple days, you'll be fine. Getting back to the beer itself, this one has a pretty substantial head on it. I mean, it's a couple years old, and uh, the head is, is. actually it seems to be sticking around a little bit. Pretty good uh, lacing, it's very um, you know viscous like some of the other ones were as well. So let's see, this is our biggest beer of the night. This one here is 11.5 uh, uh, percent. This guy was, This has come out of Oregon so you're probably going to get a lot of um, yeah. Pacific Northwest hops in here. Uh, they do say it's, uh, Oh, actually I have the ingredients here. Uh, I like Rogue because they actually list their ingredients. They even list all the different malts they use, uh, which is a fair amount. But mm-hmm. uh, the hops are, are Sentinel and, and Chinook, um, and they use their free-range coastal water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice marketing <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah, um, 101, uh, 110 I've
0: used. So, you know, it seems like sometimes you can you can walk up to the edge and get very close to the edge, and and you know you, you have a successful beer. Yeah. What seems to have happened here, at least to my taste, is that it kind of went over the edge a little bit, and, it, and it's it's a little bit go. too, a little bit too much.
1: So this is uh, Thad joining with us momentarily. Hello, I'm Mark. Uh, I'm Peter. Peter, nice to meet you. Uh,
2: so we're here. We're drinking uh, 2007 Old Crustacean Barley Wine
1: from Rogue Brewery. This was a, a bottle that Peter at Asian is. Um, Beer seller for the past two years. Really? Yep.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we have to watch what we say.
1: <laughs> and Luckily, That is uh, one of my colleagues here at Monte Mino. Uh, he's been with us for about a year now, and he is an avid beer lover and drinker, as right. am I. Nice. nice. All right. right. I, uh, appreciate his comments as well.
2: So, here, we, we can definitely see that, you know, two, two years in the bottle here, you know, these strong uh, Sentinel and Chinook cops have really kind of. Settled Blood. into the background. Yeah, definitely much more malty. Nose
1: at definitely got malty and, and alcohol nose. too. Yeah.
2: I mean, the the alcohol presence is still very dominant. Not the dominant aroma profile, but it's still it's still there, and you
1: can still pick it up. I mm-hmm. just ranked that up to speed. Uh, this this beer is 11.5 percent, so this is the strongest of all the beers that we've tasted so far. 11.5 percent is a very big beer, <laughs> and it wow. has a uh, 110 IBUs. So you're talking a lot of
2: this beer for 110 ibus 11 and 11 and a half percent alcohol is remarkably smooth the bitterness the the malt really transitions nicely into the bitterness a little sweet you know but the hops have have nicely settled into the background and they they haven't become dominant force like you saw in the barley wine or um what was the other one the the stone you know that's what aging can do for you a couple years in the bottle and uh you know, the flavor profiles change dramatically.
1: And I mean, I haven't had much experience with beers with such high IBUs. I mean, Dogfish Head 120 IPA is probably one of the strongest or the highest IBU levels that I've ever had. It's a very sweet beer. And I would this agree, this just, does not have near as much of a well. Even
2: even the bittering factor. The Dogfish Head 120. I mean, the the hops are not the profile of the beer, mm-hmm. and that particular beer, it's the it's malt f- and the sweetness, fruit, and, yeah. and, and the fruitiness, and that and almost sweetness. that port taste, yep. uh, which really is, is dominant. And, and these are things that, that help beer age and, and and mellow out and kind of blend nicely together. These mm-hmm. beers should, uh, as a barley wine, should have a, a strong bitter presence mm-hmm. at the background, uh, but never kind of into that burnt Flavor that you get with porters.
1: And I've just been noticing that what I did it before was that these all three of these 07s, I haven't put a numerical grade in any of the beers so far, but 307s have beat out the two 09s, the younger beers. Yeah. And I was saying that the these younger beers are where the 09 Bigfoot and the Stone Guardian are very aggressive on the palate. You know, really bitter, the hops are very present. Whereas the 307s, you're getting more of these. You know, malt characters, a little more sweetness, a little more nutty character, and that's just what the way my my palate gravitates towards.
2: Everyone, can you talk about the label here? Well, there's no label. Yeah, I mean, the we, we just it's I a mean, yeah. bottle. Yeah, well, but, uh, yeah,
0: I mean, great bottle. But this is a different
2: from most of this the yeah, rogue. Yeah, absolutely. Um,
0: you know, I mean, I, I some of this probably is marketing. I mean, this would stand out on on a on a on a rack or a shelf. I mean, you know, you you look at it. Probably the rogue thing they could have did a little more you know, brightly that you could have seen Rogue on here. It kind of blends into the black of the... Uh, it kind of gives it like they, that old school, old age... Well, yeah, age, but it's cool uh, because yeah. they said, I like, have, the have a Rogue experience yeah. in, 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 in black and silver uh, on the top. Uh, they go into a fair amount of details uh, on the beer. They don't exactly say what they set out to do, but it's pretty obvious. And uh, <laughs> as sweet. Peter mentioned from the website, you know, they talk about the ingredients and such. Cool marketing, cool bottle, definitely, you know, uh, if you uh, have some guy friends that you want to impress, there's probably a good beer for that, I would say. Yeah, yeah.
1: I would say that one wins uh, my vote as far as the best the packaging. <laughs> and the yeah. the Flip Top uh packaging is fantastic. Yeah. Well, you have
0: to watch that because everyone listening to Simply Beer podcast will, mm-hmm. will hear about the packaging. Before you know it, every bottle of beer is going to be packaged. Well, you know what? I,
2: I, I, I've, what I've noticed over the last year is these have been disappearing. I'm not sure if they're making these the flip-top anymore. The Top the, This beer and, and, and these bottles, I'm not sure if they're making these anymore mm-hmm. because I've noticed them disappearing and not. Being replenished by newer versions, is they did four beers in that style. Did they, they say did limited a,
0: edition on there or no? I mean,
2: they, they didn't say that, did they? They did a um, imperial red. They don't note that. No. An imperial stout, an imperial IPA, and the uh, barley wine in that bottle. What would
1: be your guess why they're disappearing? It's uh, probably factories. limited production. But maybe got too I'll expensive. I'll say expensive. That's what. That's. I mean, yeah. this beer. I mean, you could just feel that, the weight on that. I mean, is it, I don't know if it is it glass or is it all clay. It's, probably it's all ceramic. All ceramic, right yeah. there. I mean, you're talking about ceramic bottling with this metal on that uh, gral's top. I mean, that's an expensive package. Yeah. I mean, even, for example, mm-hmm. another beer that this is reminiscent of is Delirium Tremens from yep. Belgium. But that's a glass bottle with just a tiny frosting of ceramic around it. Yeah. Or it's not even ceramic. It's like painted ceramic. Mm-hmm. But it's a glass bottle. This is solid. Well, you could use this for bottling your
0: own. Yeah, yeah. He's, Actually, he's have I have <laughs> a
1: bottle of barley wine. He's taking this home and repackaging it. Oh, oh yeah, it, right? it definitely. They
0: might, they might. That's implied. In the fact that you and
1: I think another. I mean, what do you think once this is open I and mean, with the flip top growl stop, you get to reuse it. Uh, I mean, how much? How long do you think this would stay in your fridge for? A week? Not even. Not even. Three, a days. Your, three days. Yeah.
2: I mean, it's but the I mean, same three concept as a growler. you yeah. know?
1: Yeah. But a shelf life for three days. It's you three know, It's not I mean, bad. I mean, you can you have you it, enjoy it after dinner.
2: Moving on to the. The uh, Wirebacher, which is a, I guess probably the local as we got here besides my beer. Now this is uh, out of Easton, Pennsylvania. This is home, their
0: home, Easton, Pennsylvania, home of Sunny Listing. <laughs> <might remember. laughs> who might remember. might remember
2: Sunny Listing. Highly carbonated beer. It just started foaming out over the top.
0: What was that beer we opened up and the pop, the top hit the, the pop, the thing popped and hit the top
2: of the ceiling. What was that one? Uh, it was a couple of weeks ago.
0: Yeah. Oh, that was the Omegand, uh, like
2: Omagin- Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like champagne. Um, yeah. Well, I, I I took off the cage, and yeah. I, and I was talking to Mark. So I had it sitting next to me, and, and I was I hadn't opened, actually pulled the cork yet. Yeah. And so we're sitting, we were talking. It must have been thirty seconds without the cage on, and just all of a sudden, poof! Straight up, hit the ceiling, missed oh, the, light by, the light see, yeah. by uh, a couple a couple inches.
1: Another funny story. I found a. Um, a distributor brought a bottle of uh, Belgian Chappelle in the store to taste, and it had a flip-top grouch uh, enclosure like that. Um, but it was one of the ones that, it's just cork and then flip-top, so it doesn't actually have the cage. Right. And And we tasted it probably two months ago, and I put it back in the refrigerator, and I noticed it while I was helping another customer. So I reached in to take the bottle out, and it must have started re-fermenting, and as soon as it got out of the fridge, it expelled the cork. <laughs> at about a million miles per hour and I uh, almost lost my job by taking out a customer's head so oh, man. last time I do that Alright
2: so, so here we got the, uh, the Wirebocker 12 um, this is their 12th anniversary beer it is um, a 10.2% Alcohol beer. Yeah, it's
0: amazing as we step through each one. No, stepped, you can't talk. No, <laughs> as we step through each one, though, the, the difference in color over yeah. all six beers has been incredible. Like, this is much more, a lot less red color and ruby red than cool. the others.
2: And, and yes. the reason why is that um, this is a 50% rye beer. Having big malt, you usually get a little bit darker color, right? Okay. Rye does not necessarily have much color to it. Um, when when you brew with it, um, it's not a toasted grain, uh, so. So do you get the rye kinda,
1: notes on? So movie? you're
2: you're probably gonna get a, yeah. a, a little yeah. bit of um, of that rye flavor in don't. here. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's why I left this one for last, because mm-hmm. um, it's just a little bit different than the rest of them, and I wasn't having not had this before. I didn't know if the flavor would affect the other beers that we had, since we don't have any clout, uh, palate cleansers in between here. Cloud cleansers. No. Yeah, cloud cleansers. Did you yes. catch the
0: podcast where Peter and I had a fist fight and I hit him over the side of the head with a mug? I missed hand. that did one. You, did you uh, miss that one? We were
2: arguing over about the temperature, temperature to of the serve beer. Uh, yeah. the Goose Island Bourbon County stout. Okay. <laughs> Let it fist fight. Huh table's nice. flying. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah.
1: There was no spitting of beer in that, t- in that beer brawl. Yeah. Anyways, I digress. Big controversy about the temperature yes. of beer. You got, everybody can
2: go and listen to the... Which um, podcast was that? Um, it was probably our 17th <laughs> podcast. We did so. um, bourbon-aged, oak-aged Imperial Stouts. So these podcasts are monthly? Weekly. Weekly. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, we do these once a week.
1: Well, you guys are more than yeah. welcome to... Joe the Montevino with these anytime you guys like. I
2: think we we might have to. This is, very, I mean, this is a nice location. As far
1: as for me, this has been extremely educational. I mean, this is much I was, better than the I, I, I was a total novice <laughs> coming in A little bit better there. air conditioning <laughs> too. Yeah. <laughs> Ple- pleasant on the eyes as well. the, pictures yes. and the But it's, it's extremely educational. I mean, just talking with you guys, oh, going through all these nice. beers, you know, this hearing your opinion and voicing them, and taking notes. I mean. Coming out of this tasting, I know I'll be able to talk about barley wines, and I'll have some standards and different, you know, different beers to actually base my opinions on This actually has... Very rye. Yeah, very rye. It has, um... But it's pleasant. an, An
2: aroma of almost, um, like, um... I want to say an IPA with Brett yeast in it. You, yeah, you know, yeah, it's good. It, it, I, I don't know how to describe it.
1: It's got a sour nose. It, it's almost. got a
2: hoppy sour, sour nose that's very appealing.
1: Yep, I like, mean the rye is most present, and then you get a little bit of sour, like when you said Brett Brettomyces. Yeah, like I I just recently have been starting to experiment with the, uh, the Flemish sour ales, and there's almost a slight sour Brett note on this beer.
2: It's, it's very rise, nice. It's not much, You don't
1: get much malt and you don't get much hops. I mean, I would say yeah. you get rise dominant, then a little bit of sour note, and then hops, and then the yeah. last thing you get, maybe a touch, is malt, but not much. No,
2: and this is, I, th- I think this is a 2007. This was bottled in 2007. They call it the 12. 1995 to 2007. So they're up to 13, I think, now. Or they released 13. So this is also... Probably a, a wow. it shouldn't be a young beer. Extremely creamy. creamy beer. It's creamy
1: and it's sweeter than I would. Really? The nose leads on. Yeah, I was expecting very oh, wow. bitter and tart on the nose. The Palate is very it's, sweet. And creamy. I, if you if you serve this to me, barley
2: wine would be the last thing I think I would say. Yeah, well, this is yeah. more of um, maybe a strong red ale or a bitter, you know. A, it's, this is it's, a
0: little tough to rate because I, I wrote surprising. In the sense that it, it's not at all like what I expected a barley wine, but yet
2: it's like, very good. But but I it, we t- we t- we discussed this briefly before. You know what you're smelling in the aroma? Is that what you're getting when you taste it? Not at all. It's 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 it's. it's I think it's it's close to it, but the sweetness is really taking me mm-hmm. back. I'm I, uh, not expecting the sweetness in this beer at all.
1: When I smell this beer, I'm expecting a very tart, bitter, sour beer, like Flemish. Uh, yeah, it was sour.
2: Ex- Expecting a, a mm-hmm. sweet sour, mm-hmm. but not completely sweet. And
1: I think, um, it's very and think nice. that laurel? Yeah, yeah, I yes. think that put you know the creamy. This this has yeah. been like very full bodied. It's very creamy on the palate. With like I'm a kind of surprised,
2: boom. I get the creamy from the rye. Hmm. Um, I, I don't kind of think of it's rye sweet. beers and creaminess as going together. so it and it's, it's
1: sweet and it's creamy and it's buttery. It's man, it's really good.
2: It, it, it tastes good.
1: And the alcohol, I think, with that sweetness is very well integrated on the palate. More so, the Rogue, 11.2, 11.5. I got a ton of alcohol on that. I got alcohol on the Bigfoot. This Weierbacher, you're still 10.2, but it's very well integrated. Well, you know, Smooth you're supposed to
2: get a sense of alcohol with a barley wine. I mean it's one of the flavor profiles of the beer that you're supposed to have a moderate to high alcohol mouthfeel or flavor definitely missing a bitter component yeah. the barley wine should be bitter on the finish there's no bitterness here i'm having a tough time rating this one because i like the taste of the beer i like the aroma of the beer but the beer is not in my definition a barley wine it's a high i would call this more a uh, American strong pale ale or something like that. Not even pale ale. American strong ale is, I think, what I would classify this as if somebody gave it to me.
1: I get a, uh, on the palate, it's almost a cream simple note. Yeah, the yeah. soda.
2: It's sweet, no hops, no bitterness. Yeah, very, very low hops. It's almost got a, a slight seasoning to it. I, I want to say cardamom, but that's not really what I'm thinking. And, and I'm surprised it's classified as an American barley wine. Well,
0: yeah, kind of. I mean, I when we get to our our reviews, so to speak, and our ratings. I'm going to make note of it. Uh, If they didn't put the word barley wine on this and maybe called it something else,
1: (laughs) it might
2: work, Yeah, but not as a barley wine. Travis, you want to give us
1: your breakdown? The first beer we tasted was a 2009 Bigfoot barley wine. That was my least favorite. I gave that 85. Um, I thought it was very almost harsh and bitter very bitter finish it is very you know when I tasted it I thought it was a very quintessential Sierra Nevada very hop character very noticeable hop character to it uh, I think the beer would definitely improve with some age I bet if I tasted that in two years I probably would rate it a lot higher than I did I gave that an 85 the next wine that was my second to least favorite was the Stone Old Guardian I gave that an 88 points um, still very young bitter the, hop, the very hoppy, very bitter on the palate, a little bit aggressive. And to my liking, these, the Bigfoot and the Old Guardian, were just a little bit too aggressive on the hop character. I think they both benefit from age. I think they're both great beers. But I gave the Old Guardian an 88. Um, the next one, I have a tie. Uh, I gave 89 points to both the Rogue Old Crustacean and the Weyerbacher 12. Both different styles of beers. Um, I thought the Old Crustacean fell into the lines of the Old Guardian and the Bigfoot being aggressive. Uh, Very highly hopped, bitter, but I still liked it a little bit more than the Old Guardian and the Bigfoot. And the Weierbacher 12, I gave gave an 89 as well. Um, A little bit sweeter, I I enjoyed that sweetness on the palate, I enjoyed the rye notes because that's something that's unfamiliar to me. And it was kind of uh, pleasant to smell something different. And then the last two beers I tied, I gave 92 points to both the Simply Beer Barley Wine and the 2007. Sholaffly. Sholaffly. I'm having a hard time with that. Yeah, it, <laughs> barley wine. Um, they, I thought they were. You know, they were. I liked the older beers with uh, a couple years in the bottle. The merits on the simply beer barley wine were the chocolatey toffee notes. You know, you got some nutty notes on the palate. Uh, I thought the carbonation was well integrated. I thought it had a very clean finish. Uh, the Sholaffly barley wine was a little bit the oak character. I thought was the strongest merits of that wine. Uh, you got some nice oak and vanilla notes, some nice coconut notes, and then you had a nice malty character. It was sweet on the palate uh, with pronounced fruit notes. Um, so that that would be my breakdown.
2: All right, Mark, how about you? Starting
0: uh, my least my least favorite uh, was the 2009 Bigfoot Barley wine, which we also rated in '85,
1: <laughs> I didn't look at his grades. Uh,
0: you know, it was kind of deceiving. It seemed to have a nice color, uh, a pleasantly, a somewhat pleasantly fruity aroma, but I thought the taste was like way strong, overpowering, and it seemed very unbalanced. Maybe it's a little unfair to, uh, to rate it. It seems quite a bit on the young side, green. Uh, I think it needs a lot more aging. It just, it just didn't work. Uh, it wasn't pleasant for me at all. Uh, next, at uh, an 88, was the Weyerbacher 12. I thought, actually, it was a most excellent beer if they didn't put you know, barley wine on it. Uh, <laughs> you know, I found it surprising and, and it was quite unexpected. Uh, you know, it, though it seems not strictly a, a barley wine beer, it's worth drinking, I think, on its own merits, and I would rate this one worth a revisit, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, maybe
2: if we did um, you know, American Strong Ales, I-, I think it might be one to include there. You
0: know, so uh, again, Travis and myself, not too far off, in 89 for Travis, 88 for myself. Uh, let's see, next I have a tie at, at two different ones, the uh, Schlafly Barley Wine. I was ready to say barely wine, because that's what it says here. Yeah. You start to make yeah, yeah, these yeah, things yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, right. no, I, I misspelled uh, it. Barley right. wine. I, I gave it 89. It's enough. barely uh, wine. <laughs>
2: yeah. and, you know, I thought it was nicely barely balanced, beer. flavorful,
0: and, and and pleasant. Sounds like a barley wine, tastes like a barley wine, and it, is, it came down as a barley wine. Looks uh, like a
2: duck, talks like a know, duck. You I started
0: out with a little bit of a higher rating on this. I revised it downward slightly after after drinking some of the others. And, and I think what, what kind of... It, I took some points off because I thought it was a little bit too floral, if I can put it that way, is the only way I can say it, for, for a lot of palates. But 89 is still a pretty respectable score. Next we have Simply Beer, Barley Wine, 2007. You yeah, know, a, a, again, a, a, a wonderful beer in and of itself. Uh, seems slightly out of the Barley Wine characterization. It was rich, it was flavorful, full-bodied flavor. I think it needs a, a little bit more work, and, and I'm not quite sure what I mean by a little bit more work. And I, and no, I made that's, a note that's, here, that's perfectly I said, valid. Maybe, I appreciate a little, it. maybe a little bit more vanilla, uh, a little bit more spice, and I thought it was a little bit too heavy on the, on, the, on the chocolatey flavor, at least for the style of wine. But again, 89, good respectable score, little work, I think it's going to move right up there. Uh, next, we have the rogue old crustacean which I I rated at a 90 Uh Uh, a ballsy beer if I might say not for the faint-hearted I wouldn't recommend it for like a rookie so to speak if I can put it that way someone who's like entering into the world of barley wines perhaps you know not really sure what to buy Uh, I think this is a little bit for the more well-seasoned traveler there's the old crustacean yeah, okay. you know, it's not yeah, for somebody, uh, like somebody says, what kind of uh, barley wine would you recommend? Barley wine beer. I, this wouldn't be my first yeah. choice for that kind of person. A wonderful beer, though, uh, for the well-seasoned traveler, and I, and I rated it at a 90. At the top of my list, certainly, is the Stone Old Guardian, and I know a couple people quibbled on it and said it needs a little bit more, uh, a little bit more aging, perhaps, but hey, I'm not going to hold its youth against it. <laughs> Frankly, I think it was tasty, excellent, uh, representative of style. Needs some more finishing, you know, a little bit more uh, a little bit more to it perhaps, but I'll have to say that, you know, as it is right now, it's uh, a wonderful beer. Um, definitely a little more aging finishing will definitely push it to a higher score. And I would say on this case, don't, don't shy away. Give it a try, I think it's well worth it. So 91 on the old, on the stone Old Guardian. And those are my ratings for Beer Brawl number 20.
2: Thank you, thanks Mark. All right, so for me, uh, this is how the breakdown goes. The Weierbacher 12, I gave an 86. While I like the beer, I'm looking at it more, uh, it says it's a barley wine, it's not a barley wine. Yes. I can't get past the fact that it's not a barley wine. If we were doing, say, American Strong Ales, I think I probably would have given this a 92 or so. I thought it was a delicious beer. I really enjoyed the flavors and, and liked it, but they labeled it a barley wine, and quite frankly, if I put my beer into a beer competition and it is not what the style is supposed to be, I'm gonna get a bad score, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I, I'm doing the same to them. it's been done to me, I'll go to that I could see the the president of Weierbacher
0: at some point saying you know, Seymour, go out there, I want you to stick labels over all the beers that say
2: it's a beer, it's a beer (laughs) alright, so next up was the um, on my list was the 2009 Bigfoot Barley Wine I gave that an 87 Um, true to what Travis said give this two more years Uh, I think this is going to be a great beer. I I like the hops and and so forth in it, and I think as they mellow out, the malt profile is going to really stand up and is going to be able to support the beer. After that, uh, the Stone Old Guardian, um, I I, I gave it a 90. I I really enjoyed the beer. Give that one another year, maybe a little bit warmer. I think it's going to be a great beer. That was well balanced. Uh, The aroma, malty bitterness, the heat in that one, is what needs to kind of subside, I think. So I, th- I think the flavor profile's there, it's just the alcohol that needs to, to mellow out a bit. Uh, after that, um, I gave my beer 100. No. <laughs> I gave my beer 93. I-, I-, I think I'm probably tougher on my own beer than everybody else. Uh, but true to what Mark said, I think the chocolate notes, while they tasted good, I think they were a little bit more dominating mm-hmm. in the flavor than they should have been. But I, I thought it, it still met with the nuttiness and the bitterness of, of the style of beer. It tasted good for being in the bottle for two years. It had a great carbonation. Peter, when I come to your house, I'll, I'll certainly still drink your beer. Yeah, I would you love won't. to continue to drink <laughs> that beer. <I> mean. <laughs> It was. You know, you're not allowed to come to my house and drink my beer anymore. <laughs> uh, oh wait,
0: wait, what? Wait, I, 80, wait! I wrote 89. Wait. It was, no, no, it's supposed to it be 90. 99.
1: <laughs> I see his. I see his 92, and then he downgraded it to 89. No, that's your 92. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> All right. So,
2: you know, I, I like my beer, and I thought it, it married well with the rest of the beers, and you know, I think it can hold its own, thankfully. Um, next up for me was uh, the 27. 2007 Rogue, Oak Crustacean. I gave this one a 94. I really enjoyed 84. yeah. Ooh, big I it a 94. You, I, I thought it was well-balanced, a group profile, the aroma and the, and the taste really worked well together. I, mm-hmm. And at a 95 was the Chalaphele. I, I like the bourbon aging mm-hmm. or the oak aging, whatever. I think it's bourbon barrels they put it in. I, I really thought it added a nice extra element to the beer, that was already a good barley wine to begin with, mm-hmm. but adding those vanilla and, and oaky notes to it, for me really kind of put it over the top and, mm. and
1: Very okay.
2: yeah, you know, yeah, I, I, I like the strong flavors beer, and was still able to pick out the the malts and so forth. So, yeah. I think that yeah. really uh, brings it up. I, I think we all like one beer yes. more than a, another for all of us, so it was a, a good tasting so. Well, an interesting uh, gamut yes. of beers uh, this evening. I think that sums up. So, That's Travis, fantastic. Mark, oh, yes. thank you again for for joining us. And Corey, our um, exfoliating designated driver tonight. <laughs> not exfoliating. Uh, you know, Something.
1: this warping. <laughs> I thought he was ready, get ready to get up and slaughter us yeah, with a
0: samurai sword. Uh, <laughs> so what's uh, coming up in the next few weeks out here? Um,
2: not much. Uh, we have a... Uh, They'll be going to a Brooklyn uh, beer dinner with Garrett Oliver in a couple of weeks. Nice. Looking forward to that one. Where is that going to be held? Uh, That's at TIFF 23 up Wayne, North Wayne. Cool. Somewhere up there. What day? Uh, It's August
1: 10th. So look into that.
2: Right. There's a Long Island Beer Festival, August 8th. It's out on the North Fork, Long Island. Mm -hmm. Um, We have uh, Craft Beer New York City coming up. Cool. In the next couple months, I'll be flipcasting from uh, Bavaria,
1: Germany. Yep. Excellent, really hitting yeah, some of the true. hitting
0: some of the beer gardens and such,
2: and uh, yep. breweries, and I'll do. A we
1: little, we little, expect
2: little, little some, uh, you know, Walter Cronkite case. type uh, yeah. footage here.
0: Well, and, Walter Cronkite
2: yeah. is dead, so I don't know how to take that. But
0: uh, <laughs> at
1: any rate, Matibino is going to be doing an Oktoberfest celebration within the next few months. Nice, still in the uh, works, but it's probably going to entail a pig roast slash barbecue, and we're probably going to be holding it at the uh, Van Vleck Mansion in Montclair, New Jersey, and we'll be selling tickets to Amante Vino. We'll keep you posted via our website at www.amantevino.com.
2: I've been to a couple of uh, Amante Vino's events, and uh, they're always well done. Right, that's
0: A-M-A-N-T-I-V-I-N-O, Amante Vino. Very good. If well, you, just, in if case. If you, <laughs> just in case, uh, for older people like yeah. me who may not get it. You know, yes. I'm 74 years old, so. so uh, how is that spelled again?
2: For that. <laughs> no, but uh, thank you, Travis. Yep. Travis Thanks, from Peter. Montevino, Mark. Uh, I'm Peter Kennedy from Simply Beer. Uh, I add content to uh, Simply Beer several times a week, so please check in. Leave your comments. We like to hear them. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com simplybeer. Become a fan at our Facebook page, which is Simply Beer as well. Peter Kennedy, brewer and creator of Simply Beer, saying good night, and may your pint always be full. I'll be back tomorrow night and drink some
1: more. I don't care what the people are thinking. I ain't drunk. I'm just drinking. But so oh, no, you the
0: one drunk. Look at your eyes, man. But you're so don't you tell my lady now.
1: Well, I ain't here but, but so four five, six, seven, eight, nine.